All right. Hi, everybody. It's Courtney and Jaya, and we're here with another episode of our mini podcast showing up. And this podcast is focused on how we attempt to put some habits around self-care into our life, even though that feels impossible. And are we alive? We don't know. And Mm -hmm. we also um, use this podcast to focus on our monthly challenges in Mama's Trump. So our challenges, we have a theme each month, and then we break that theme down throughout that month. So Jaya, what are we talking about? Is it November? Correct. It is November. What are we talking about? It's November. (laughs) Yes, uh, it is November. And in November, we are talking about uh, aging out. So what are the things that we are feeling like we're too old for? (laughs) No, wait. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is what I mean. But that but what I mean is that we we're leaving it behind where we've gotten, we've matured out of it. Yes. And so my two, because we suggest everybody find two. And then the second week, we totally forgot what we had said. (laughs) We made it through. I have since remembered and mine were focusing on aging out of having a lack of self-defense and aging out of zero being zero, meaning that I needed to upgrade my actual like zero in my, like use your bank account as an example, my, my comfort for being at zero needs to go away. So, um, those are mine. Do you remember yours, Jaya? I do. Yeah. So mine were (laughs) (laughs) from the first week, mine were, um, (laughs) letting aging out of the the impulse to to like how do i put it <laughs> to mm-hmm. over explain why i need to set boundaries or um mm-hmm. in particular prove that i like have nothing to give um yeah. as a reason for saying no yeah. um and then my second one was aging out of things needing to be perfect for me to get started, which is a big one that I think is pretty common around here. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. And I was, I was thinking of it in terms of like my hobbies and the things I'm interested in trying and how often I've uh, just not even started. I've like collected the gear and then not gotten started Mm. because I was so sure it wouldn't look perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, man. So we are going to talk about what we're excited about, right? This week? Yes. Like what, what we think, like what, yeah, what is exciting about this if we're able to age out of these things and move into right. a different, and yeah, and it doesn't need to be, like I'm trying to hold myself back from um, fantasy and what we've talked about Mama Strong before, which is goal euphoria, and instead kind of future self and just think a little bit differently about what these things mean for my yeah. life and why they're yeah. important. Um, so for me, I'm excited. I, I have had a couple of realizations I've been talking about a little bit in workouts and then um, in posts and stuff, but uh, I, I realized that because of my lack of self-defense and my overdrafting in general in my life that I, I really don't have much of a refuge and I've been watching my kids behavior and they already just Ellen ran my oldest too, in particular, they've been watching me the longest and have been with me before I was sober and 
through all the stuff and their behaviors are, oh, I'll try not to get emotional about this, but their, their, their behaviors, especially Ella are really mimicking mine and not mm-hmm. like they're doing everything I've done, but I can tell, and this is just me being like totally honest without being self-deprecating or hard on myself. So I want to make sure that is clear. Like I'm watching this with compassion. Um, I can tell that I haven't modeled to them how important it is to have a refuge mm. in ourselves and in our homes. And I can tell, and yes, there are some hereditary things and neurodivergence happening and all of that. Yes, is one. But the other one is that I never modeled to them up until now, which is a phrase that I'm using right now. Up until now, I haven't modeled to them the importance and the priority that it is to create that refuge and then protect it. Like, Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is because I've just been dumped on my ass by people who are supposed to be in partnership with me and take care of me. And I've been doing my best to (laughs) like be, but give them everything they possibly need. Like I have tried really hard to make sure that girls never feel like in a deficit because of the choices I've made or because of adults who've disappointed me or them. And so I've been like raising my hand saying, I'm going to do that. So I'll sign you up for that. Yes. You're going to go to private school because of neurodivergence. And I live in Houston and you're Mm going to ride horses at, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to like, I have, and I'm, it's not like I'm buying them fancy things and things like that. I just wrote this post. This is really going to be old news for a lot of people. But the point (laughs) is like, I, because of that in my head, I've convinced myself for so long that I'm providing for them, but they're not feeling the refuge because something has to give. And what it is, is my sleep and my ability to like put my feet up on the couch and have a soft blanket on the couch and have the house feel a little bit clean and like have the dishes done before 12 the cost of me always running into overdraft or the cost of me is always just that that's not here. So what I'm excited about is creating and installing in our life and showing them rather than telling them. Cause I tell them all the time, put your feet up, relax, like get to yeah. sleep, <laughs> but showing them that this has to be a priority and that they can feel the refuge when they walk in the house that says like you matter your well-being matters, your serenity matters. I'm excited to have that feel be very protected and present in our life. And currently it is not there at all. Like, right. We are just mad dash basically is how it feels a lot. And um, I know it can't be perfect. And I know I'll never have like a leave it to beaver sort of experience. And I know we're just, we may not operate that way, but I think in general, I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about something new that's happening and that I can see really happening in the future, which is losing my attraction to the emotional labor mm. uh, required for lots of other people and things that are beyond my capacity. And prior to things I've learned recently and kind of what I've been thinking about, I was actually really drawn to other people's emotional fragility and like. Uh, that whole thing, I'd get pulled in. I might even say I'd be attracted to it. And Mm -hmm. what's happened recently is I've had some people show up in my life and I've felt their emotional fragility and I feel zero. (laughs) Like I don't even feel repulsed. 
I don't yeah. feel, and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. I'm excited to see how this plays out in terms of like how it levels up my interpersonal relationships and potentially like partnership when mm-hmm. I'm like not even attracted to the fragility in somebody else. And I'm not saying vulnerability and like depth. I'm saying like that fragility that requires emotional labor for me, from me. Yes. Um, I'm excited to see how that plays out in people that come into my life and how that kind of like levels up some of those aspects that have been so harmful to my life. So those two things, refuge and eventually like partnership, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see how that plays out with this kind of new boundary. And um, yeah. What about you, Jaya? What are you excited about? Yeah. Well, so I also, you know, it's it's interesting to write the posts each week that we do because it's such a good exercise in like processing through the things we talk about here. Um, yeah. But it also, you know, it does feed into what I want to talk about the next time. So might yeah. be old info for people just like with yours. But um, <laughs> I, one thing that I'm definitely excited about is as I was thinking through my first, uh, my first aging out topic, which was around like, not feeling like I have to have an excuse or justify a boundary. Um, Mm. I was thinking through like, where does it come from? What's it about? And I was thinking through sort of like, what am I afraid of there? And what I came to was that I What's, what's embedded in that is this idea that someone else is more entitled to me than I am. And sorry, I just said a bad word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is bonkers. Like, I mean, that realization was just like, what? <laughs> wow. And what are we yeah. afraid of in, in that feeling? And, you know, I think it's probably different for everybody, but it's something along the lines of people, you know, being afraid of what people think about us, being afraid that mm-hmm. people think we are um, extra <laughs> or that we yeah. are lazy or that we're self-absorbed or something. It's, yeah. it's all the things that we're taught to not be, especially, you know, being socialized and raised female. Um, yeah. We're so taught to put other people first that it results in this weird feeling that Mm. we're not entitled to ourselves and Mm. oh I got chills that's right yeah and so I think you know one of mine is actually very similar to yours in that um I'm scared but also excited that sort of like anticipatory but it feels positive to see what happens with my relationships because Mm -hmm. same (laughs) you know it's like once, once that spell is broken of mm-hmm. feeling kind of like impulsively responsive to someone else, especially when that thing that someone else is presenting to us is fragility or a, you know, a, a manipulative request or something like that. Um, once you, once you break that spell, it's like, it, it's I don't know it it's gone like it, <laughs> that yeah. sense is just it's 
you can't unring that bell, you know, that's like one of my favorite phrases. It's like, you don't, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to go back to that feeling of like, of being under someone else's spell where they're more entitled to you than you are. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with, I have particular friendships in mind where that I think will be really interesting to see. Um, to see me stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm excited for. Um, yeah. And then for my other one, you know, I, it's, I have already been implementing this, like just jumping into trying things that I'm a little afraid to try um, mm-hmm. out of fear that it's not going to go the way I imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been fun. And I think something I've struggled with for my entire life is being okay with iterative process, like being okay with the idea that I try something, it goes how it goes, but I learn something and then I try again and it's a little better. And then I try yeah. again and it's a little better. And uh, so that's the other piece. I'm excited to like embrace iterative process. And some people think of that as, you know, growth mindset or things about learning and you know there's all kinds of there's all kinds of popular ideas embedded in that Um, yeah but yeah that's what I'm excited about is being being okay with that kind of thinking because it's not the way that I've that I've operated before yeah you know you reminded me and I'm gonna avoid us going too far over but um you reminded me of uh so Ren uh, my middle kiddo has been, she's been riding horses, as I explained, it's very expensive, but um, <laughs> she's, been riding, <laughs> she's been riding horses because she just like, it's her smart, it's what she loves. But over the past month, I've watched her really lose her love of horseback riding. And it's been mm. terrifying to watch because A, I've signed up for this lease of this horse, but B, like this, I, I go into this rabbit hole of like, I'm going to lose my kid to like electronics and the one thing that was important to her and her emotional work, like you just right. And I don't know how to listen to her saying, I don't want to do this and how to push her when I, maybe it's coming from fear or like a tendency to drop out of the path ahead in terms of like that growth mindset or that iterative learning. Like, I think that comes from my history as a dancer and my depletion formula that I'm describing here. Like, I don't know necessarily always how to push or tell her to stay. But anyway, I opted in to being like, we're going to go, we, I signed the piece of paper, like you're going to show up unless they put you in harm's way. Like we're yeah. going to see this lease through, which is a big deal for me. Cause normally right. I'm like, Oh my God, you're good. Anyway. So I said that, and she's terrified. I mean, this horse was like throwing trainers last week, 30 feet into the air. And like, oh. it, she, it, she, she's, it's valid that she's terrified and they've moved her into the show team. And so there's all this extra pressure. So of course it's like reducing her love. So I'm watching this being like, maybe she should just go back to lessons, like have this be fun again and blah, 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 blah. She shouldn't be on that horse. But for some reason, because of all the things we're talking about, I push her into the iterative iterative learning process that you're describing. And I say, you're just going to show up today. You're working with a living animal. It's different every day. And we're going to show up today. We're just going to show up and I'm going to be there and I won't let anything happen to you. And So we go and she gets on the horse and sure enough, within like four minutes, that horse starts bucking again. And I'm like, oh my God. And I see Ren's face because she saw the whole thing unfold. I see Ren's face, terror. And she looks at the trainer in the middle and she says, I, I need to get down now. 
And I'm thinking, yeah, she needs to get down right now. (laughs) And the trainer very calmly just says, looks at her and she goes, no, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, keep going, run, trot, sit heavy, keep going, handle them. And I watched Mm. this kid sit heavy and they didn't, they knew the trainers knew they could tell this was not a dangerous situation, but her first reaction was like, get me off of this learning process. Yeah. <laughs> and rightly so, but she stayed on and sure enough, long story short, it ended up being a great ride. And she was, I watched her learning how to handle this horse and seeing him in a different light because of that willingness to stay on. Like he's just a funny horse and he's young and he's just playful. And it was a totally, sure enough, she gets down and her confidence and everything is so high. She's now excited about going to the show. I know that's going to change next week, but like right. watching that, watching the self-esteem and this child yeah. go up, it just brings back this idea that our self-esteem comes from esteemable acts. And that doesn't mean you do a good job. That means mm-hmm. that you just like show up as best you can and stay conscious and mm-hmm. like sit heavy, you know? And yeah. I just was such a powerful moment to watch that. And I think that's what I hear us saying about being excited is like to be moving through that feeling where normally it might make total sense for us to get off of that growth. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. Just wild lessons from horses. Also don't, I don't, I don't recommend watching your kid on a bucking horse. It just, I would not. Uh, yeah I, that would be a very hard for me <laughs> oh my god anyway it's all good and it's it's all good but um okay I think that's all we've got today I probably went on too long there I'm sorry but sorry not sorry um <laughs> ne- next week we are going to be talking about models of people who we see doing this which might be harder than we think because there aren't a lot of them for a lot of us. So we're going to just bring in some lightness and talk about examples that we'd like to hang on to and paste onto our walls. Yeah. And look at, okay. I think that's it. I think that's all All we got. All right. We'll We'll, see you uh, next week. See you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.